Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. So today we're going to talk about a trip I just took to grandma's house. Really? You mean like in the story of Little Red Riding Hood, right? Um, actually, no, nothing like that, but so close, oh. so close. <laughs> We're actually going to talk about a trip I just took to my grandma's house over the holidays oh. and some interesting info that I want to share. So welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Jamie Malm. I have the talented and lovely Josh Watson and Tony, who dressed up for us today. Those of you that are on YouTube, he's looking sharp. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. I've got you're the wearing what we want to be wearing. Yeah, I know you look great. Yeah, I'm dressed a little casual today for the show. Okay. I hope you don't hope you don't mind. I think Josh uh, looks good enough to make up for it. <laughs> the talented and lovely. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. we should stick with that one. No, I'm going to try to come up with two new adjectives <laughs> each week that take that one to the bank. Appropriately Josh. describe you so that can't be used again. I'll think of new ones. The tall and the bearded. <laughs> there you go. He'll take that one too. Okay. So let me share. And I I need to ask you guys if this happens to you, but went to my grandma's house over the holidays. And when I start to drive in, this is a little town, a hundred people. And when I like come over the hill and I can see the valley where the town is at, and I can see the top part of the silos where the ranch is at, I just get this overwhelming feeling of nostalgia. You guys have a place like that that you go to? Does that to you? Oh yeah. You can share? Or are you just gonna say Oh yep. yeah, sure. So well, same thing. I mean my my grandparents' house, they've lived in the same house since I was born. Um it's out in the middle of nowhere and same type of thing. Every time I go to it, it has like a certain smell about it. Just uh you just love a certain it. feel. It's just yeah, very nostalgic. Yeah. My grandparents are no longer living, but my dad lives right near the ranch, which is where their home is at. And he still runs the ranch and he keeps the house up. So it, since they have passed, which has now been, gosh, like 15 years since we lost my grandma, it still basically looks the same. It still has her quilting scissors, you know, sitting on the counter and we still go there for every holiday. We have a big family it may be my absolute favorite place. And I started thinking about, you know, my grandparents were able to live in that house until they passed. And, you know, not everybody is that fortunate. You know, many have to leave their homes as they get older, sell them, maybe if they're entering a nursing home, which, you know, that comes with all kinds of heartache for them, but also heartache for the families, right? We're able to still be there and have all these family gatherings at a place that we love so much because they didn't have to sell it in their final years. So, you know, I think as I was thinking about it, not only was I so grateful that we had that opportunity, but I started thinking about how unfortunate it is that many families don't have that same instance. So not only do they have the heartache of losing, you know, maybe a family home that they love, but issues in, you know, the, the latter stages of life that can really derail best laid 
financial plan. So that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about how to keep the rising costs of medical care, the fact that we're all living longer, and all these things that nobody wants to talk about. How do we really help our clients protect themselves for that? Either of you guys been impacted by this personally in your families? I definitely have. Uh, My mother, unfortunately, has Parkinson's. And my dad is uh, retired and uh, somewhat disabled because of his back. And he had a woodshop accident with his left hand. So uh, they were on the farm where I grew up, where my dad grew up and where his dad grew up. Um, There were two houses, my grandpa's house and our house right across the lane on the same farm. So very nostalgic for that place. Love it when I go back. Um, And it's been in uh, the family since it was homesteaded. Uh, I mean, that's how far back. I mean, the Shore family homesteaded it eons ago. But um, unfortunately, my mom and dad didn't save that much money for retirement. Uh, and they struggled. They they worked hard, you know, but they didn't have a lot saved or uh, really good insurance. And my mom had Parkinson's and it got to be where she couldn't get up and down on her own or walk without falling. She fell a lot. So she had to go into long-term care at a nursing home. And uh, this happened not that long ago, but um, the problem is then the state comes in and they help cover the costs uh, and it's expensive. It's about, and they live in a rural area. It's $6,000 a month. Right. And they don't have $6,000 a month. Right. Right. That That depleted what they had pretty quick. Uh, But then the Medicaid kicked in. Medicare doesn't cover it. Medicaid kicked in, of course. But the problem is then my dad, my grandfather died at 101 recently. And then my dad inherited 70 acres of land and the farm with the buildings. However, we're trying to that that farm has been in the family since, you know, the early 1800s. Right. So um, uh, and uh, the problem is, is how to keep it the state from taking it because of my mom's, the money She's they were Medicaid. paying because mm-hmm. they can look back and they can, they can right. take, they can take any inheritance that you get to help pay, cover the costs that they've paid in. So uh, it can, it can be a tragedy and so many family farms are being lost because of it. They have to sell the farm uh, because they can't keep it in the family because of long-term care. Right. It's heartbreaking. I just, there's so many stories like that. Yeah. This, this little town that we grew up in, it sounds just like that, you know, mm-hmm. a, a house right across from the ranch house. And that's where my dad still lives. And it's where my grandparents lived. And we've got this big family farm and ranch um, in that same little town, believe it or not, my husband's father also was a business owner. Uh, they are, they were uh, oil field workers, but they also owned a well service company and oil wells. And so very self-made men, very proud of, you know, the hard work that they have done all their lives. Brad's dad about seven years ago now was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and Mm. he and his brother ran this business together for years. I think they started it, um, you know, back in the seventies before Brad and I would have been born probably about the same time that my dad started, you know, really building up his side of the ranching business, both in this small town. Um, so very close to my heart here was with, with these two stories, 
But when Jay was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, all the planning that we did was assuming his brother would be alive to manage things once he passed. Actually, the brother went before him unexpectedly now about a year ago, which leaves us as the kids managing all of Jay's assets as the power of attorney, the business. But he is fairly young, strong, healthy. He's 65 years old and he's not able to stay at home. He didn't have any kind of, you know, asset based long term care, any kind of traditional long term care. He's self funding it. Fortunately, he has the ability to self-fund it, but we're talking, you know, when we had people coming into the home for a while to take care of him, $15,000 a month, I can assure you that if he knew we were paying $15,000 a month, he would be so mad at us. But, you know, we, we fell into the, we want to keep him at home. We want him to be where he wants to be. And eventually that got to be, you know, too much. He needed more care than that. And so he's now in a facility. But like you said, Tony, even in a rural area where we're at, it's still 6,000, which is probably cheaper than most areas uh, where people are in a more populated area. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Up, uh, up, up in the, you know, she's in Southwestern Minnesota and I know up in the twin, the Minneapolis St. Paul area, it's uh, if for memory care, it's $12,000 a month. If you want a mm -hmm. nice facility. Yeah. Memory care is I think really the potential long-term care need that most people don't want to talk about one because they don't think it's going to happen to them. Right. We always, we all think of that's not going to be me. And if you actually look at the stats about dementia and Alzheimer's, 70% of us will get it. And they, I read something recently. Now I'm not going to be able almost to one out stat. of every three. Yeah. And I, I can't remember now where or I read the stat, but three, I mean, because I, whatever it's math, we know what you, you just look pretty. You just don't, you just don't <laughs> I was, worry. Or I, was told, about it. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that for future episodes. No math for Tony. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's not going to happen to me. And yet you see these stats that if we live long enough, we're all going to get it eventually. I don't know what the future of medicine looks like, of course. So that's a pretty scary statistic and it's depressing, right? It makes us not want to talk about it. We think it's complicated. People think it's expensive. It's time consuming to address this. And so just nobody talks about it. Well, what's the, you know, what's the answer there? I guess that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, it's, I think people just put it off, right, Josh? And this is something they just don't want to face and plan ahead for because they're like, oh, I've got plenty of time or they just don't want to deal with it. I 100% agree. It's at the back of people's minds. Um, and it is, it's a big one and it's an issue. I mean, you look at, I just read an article today that the, uh, so the government, they have a traditional long-term care policy. They're no longer offering that because of the costs that have been associated wow. with it that they can't afford to offer it. So it's one of those things that people definitely need to start thinking about it and they need to have a plan in place because it will eat up your assets quicker than anything else in retirement. And then they'll they'll fall into a situation kind of like you're talking about, Tony, where, you know, the government comes in, they start looking at your inheritance. And so, so it can really create some issues. 
I think I read that article too. It was talking about for federal employees, what they've always had access to. Um, they're taking away in like three weeks because of the cost of it. And so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, traditionally long-term care was very expen- expensive. You know, we were limited in what it would pay for. Most wanted to avoid paying those high premiums because, you know, I don't want to just funnel money into there every year because I'm likely not going to have to, you know, ever use it. And in the last few years, I think the financial services industry has definitely responded with better options. You know, there's more flexible policies available. There's these hybrid policies that we call asset-based long-term care. And that really provides the protection that someone needs in order to protect their assets and their, their choices, right? Because we all want to have choices on what happens to us in the future too. So as advisors, the advisors out there that might be listening to this podcast, uh, Jamie and Josh, what you're saying is there are tools they can offer their clients now or vehicles that they can offer to their clients uh, and really they're add-ons, right? I mean, if somebody has like a fixed index annuity or if they have a certain type of life insurance policy, you can add long-term care coverage or a long-term care rider to that, right? Yeah, they can be. So they can be standalone policies or they can be add-on policies. And we'll talk a little bit about the different types here. Um, but I think, you know, as you're working with your your clients, your prospective clients, and this is a concern for them, think about three things that they're really trying to protect. One, they're trying to protect their hard-earned assets, right? I think about my father-in-law who worked so hard all those years and had accumulated a a very impressive nest egg and a very profitable business only to now having to deplete that each and every month just to be able to self-fund. Because he's able to do that, he has been able to have freedom of choice, which is the second thing, you know, people really want to protect choice of where they're at. We were able to keep him at home in that small town where we knew he would be most comfortable and we're able to pay for, you know, the kind of facility and the kind of care we want, but many people can't, you know, you start getting into Medicaid and and having to look at cheaper options and you don't have a lot of choices on where you're going to be. And then I think the third thing that really consumers are looking to protect is their families. Nobody wants to be a burden on their families, right? We don't want to just have to rely on our, our kids or our grandkids to take care of us. So as we're looking at what these hybrid policies are and what they do, we need to start with the end in mind on what are they really trying to accomplish because we can really get into the minutia of how these work and all the different options. And that's where it starts to get overwhelming for people where, you know, that's a lot of industry lingo. We start throwing out two of six ADLs and daily limits and, you know, these things that, people don't care about that. They care about what it does. So Josh, let's talk a little bit about the different types. You want to start with maybe the the two main types of hybrid policies? So, well, sure. So two main types. First one would be like life insurance. So they do make hybrid um, life insurance policies that you can also use um, for long-term care. So they work it well. You can What's neat about them is if you don't use the death benefit as a death benefit, it'll actually pay out as a long-term care benefit to help you pay for care. Still one of those things with life insurance, you've got to qualify for it with your health. So may not be right 
for everybody, depending on how healthy they are. But that is one option. Uh, and then your second option would be like an asset-based long-term care product where we could use an annuity product. So there are products that are designed specifically for long-term care uh, that are annuities. So just to give you an example, you put a uh, hundred grand in, you get three times your initial premium that you can use towards long-term care. So you put a hundred grand in, you know, from day one have 300 grand uh, that you could use towards long-term care. So there's products like that as well. Um, there are health questions. Generally, you still qualify for the benefit. It just may be less of a benefit on the annuity side, but those would be your two, two kind of main options. And those would be the two standalone options. So Tony, you mentioned like add-on options. Those are two standalone options. And Josh, you touched on something that I think is key there. Life insurance, there's typically more underwriting than what you would have on an annuity chassis. So an annuity, although it'll be more limited than life insurance, they are going to ask some health questions if you want those standalone policies. Um, and tax, or excuse me, life insurance, of course, passes tax-free to heirs. An annuity, if you're passing that de death benefit on, would not. So really, it's what you care about most. If you don't need it for long-term care, do you want cash value, a cash account that you can use for yourself? Or are you more concerned about, hey, if I don't need this for myself, then I want it to go to my heirs as a death benefit. So lots of flexibility in these new hybrid policies. And then to address what you mentioned, Tony, there are these add-on options. And the add-on options, I think, would be something to consider if, if you know you have somebody who just can't qualify, if they're really not going to be able to get through underwriting in any way, as long as they're not already in a facility then you could have these add-on policies, which could not only guarantee a certain amount of income for life, which would be based on their age and how much they're, they're putting in, uh, but it would be guaranteed to double. And that would pay for you know, home health care or an actual facility. And I think most advisors, hopefully anyway, you're familiar that there are these add-on policies. But what well, sure. I don't what I don't think you're probably most of you listening um, anyway are familiar with, because I I'm having conversations with you all the time and I and I know this is coming as a surprise is that not all of those doublers are created equal. Think about this. If you have an income rider with a doubler for LTC needs and you don't have a, a ton of earning potential maybe in the cash value and you have a fee that's coming off, if you deplete Let's say you let, let's let's back up. Let's say you start the income. Let's say at sixty-five, start taking income. You're getting income every year. You're probably under the assumption that well, I know this has a doubler. So if I'm eighty-five and I go into a facility, I could double this lifetime payment. Well, if over those twenty years of taking income, you've actually depleted the account to zero, which is incidentally the whole reason we buy income riders is so we can right. guarantee the payment even if it goes to zero it doesn't cover the long-term care anymore it's not there there are only a few few options out there that will actually still double your payment for home health care or nursing facility needs it, even if the account value has reached zero and that's one of those unfortunate um gotchas on annuities that shouldn't be i think sure. it's just a lot of people don't really understand how they it's work. a misunderstanding how a misunderstanding yeah. and it's unfortunate yeah. because 
it, it is it should be clear and it is spelled out but unless you're slowing down long enough to really read it or you're talking to somebody that can explain it to you you're not going to then relay that appropriately to consumers and that's where plans get derailed despite best intentions so if this is something that you feel like you know i don't know that i've done a great job of incorporating planning on this into the overall plan that i do for my clients this should be a priority right presentations, reports, landing pages, brochures, videos, radio and TV ads, however you want to get word out that you can help with this. All of it is included in a campaign we've already put together for you called Flexible Protection for a Healthy Retirement. Okay, Flexible Protection for a Healthy Retirement. Everything you could possibly want to share with a consumer or need to put together to customize a plan and incorporate this, we're gonna make it available to you. So financial advisors that are already with us, if you go to Basecamp, you can access it there in the marketing section. If you're not sure how to navigate there, let us know, we'll walk you through it. If you're listening and you're not already affiliated with Gradient and don't already have access to Basecamp, um, we can still show you the material. We can talk through if it is something that you think would be impactful, how to get access to it. You just have to reach out to Josh or I first. So as usual, email us at theadvisorarena at gradientib.com. That's theadvisorarena at gradientib.com. Any final words, guys? No, tough topic. And I know for our advisors out there, it, it can be a hard one to broach with uh, clients and but they all need help with this type of thing. And I hope that everybody out there has a good estate planning attorney that either works in their office or that they can work with to refer them to for some of this. But enhanced planning and legacy planning is so important. And especially when it comes to things like long-term care. Especially when one and four, two and four, one and three or whatever that math was, Tony, especially when yeah. that's it's almost uh, two out of every three now. <laughs> Yeah. Very good. Very good. I appreciate the math. Josh, I appreciate your talentedness and your loveliness, your beard and your tallness, all the things <laughs> that, that Josh you bring brings to the, to the table. Yeah. Every week. Guys, thanks for another great show. Everybody, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. <laughs>